The night air was cold in the trenches that night. It was late at night, and a young soldier, Arthur, was on guard duty. The trenches were extensive and built like a maze, so bumping into another soldier was unlikely. The only sound was the soft pattering of rain and wind, and as always, the sloshing of mud and water below Arthur's boots. He carried his rifle, rested on his shoulder. He was trained to do this, and it was his task every night to keep out enemies from the opposite side. Of course, they had a few trained snipers, but you never know when the enemy could hatch a brilliant plan. The light rain mixed with heavy winds only made his job even harder tonight, as the tedious task of patrolling around his normal route continued. The rain turned from a light sprinkle to a heavy downfall. It was about at this time Arthur couldn't see more than ten feet in front of him. He pushed against the headwinds and the pouring rain and drudged on. He was taught to never let nature hinder his main objective, no matter how bad it was. Hours later, the wind still blew. Arthur was pushing with all of his might, trying to keep his balance. Though, he had promised himself he wouldn't give up. He kneeled down for a breather. The night air was cold, especially with the winds and rain mixed in, and sweat ran down Arthur's face. The wind died down, and Arthur could now see farther in front of him. When he looked up from his position, he spotted someone unfamiliar. He was bulky and wasn't wearing any uniform he had seen before. He was taught what all the uniforms looked like. It was a dark brown coat, half buttoned up. Arthur did what he was taught and raised his gun. Arthur thought about putting on his gas mask, for a chemical attack may be imminent. But it was too late. Arthur already had his gun trained on the figure's head. Hey! Arthur screamed at the figure. The figure turned to Arthur, his eyes meeting Arthur's. The figure's eyes were glossy and plainly visible. The figure had long, dirty white hair protruding from every visible inch of skin. The figure's nose was pink and pressed into his face, as of that of an animal, like a cat or a dog perhaps. Arthur quivered at its massive size. Put your hands up, Arthur said, ready to pull the trigger at any moment. The figure did not comply to Arthur's commands. You asked for it, and without hesitation, Arthur pulled the trigger. The figure flinched, but the thick fur blocked the bullet. Arthur dropped his gun out of fright. He went to pick it up, but it was too late. The figure was dashing towards him. 
Arthur reacted by pulling out a pistol and firing a couple of rounds, to no avail. The figure slashed into Arthur's chest with what he assumed was a blade of sorts. As Arthur flew back into the mud, holding his chest, he soon learned that the figure had claws, long, black claws. Arthur scuttled back, hoping the creature that was attacking would have mercy. And the creature tore into Arthur's neck before dropping him. Arthur laid clinging for life, looking into the eyes of his ferocious killer. He choked on blood and mucus. He managed to sputter out a few words, coughing up more blood in the process. What, what are you? Arthur asked, terrified beyond words. The creature smiled at Arthur, examining a job well done. It chuckled a hearty chuckle before gazing back into Arthur's eyes. Its friendly grin contorted into a twisted smile. It revealed its rows of sharp, pointy teeth. I, my boy. The creature started. Arthur was moments away from death, holding back tears while bleeding out. I, my boy. And Mr. Trenchfoot. Arthur's eyelids grew heavy as Mr. Trenchfoot tore his dog tags from his neck. He opened a pocket to reveal a whole collection of them. His was just another statistic. He closed his pocket and trudged off. The last thing Arthur saw before dying was his glossy, evil eyes. I know the topic of scary or rather disturbing stories from our childhoods are outdated and furthermore considered cliché, but I thought you might like this one. This one was from my high school years. I wasn't always rebellious. In fact, I was a good kid. I wasn't what you would call an angel of a child, but I was still keeping up appearances. I had good grades, was disciplined enough, and I had pretty well-developed manners. I hung out with this delinquent, though. His name was Cody. He was an asshole. The biggest one you'll ever meet. Nobody really liked him, but he was quite wealthy. And while his parents were away, he would throw huge parties that half of the 10th grade students from my high school would go to. I was always invited to these, but he always started the parties late at night, around midnight. His last party did, at least. Which meant my parents wouldn't let me go. So, I didn't even bother asking. I know it wasn't my nature, and now that I look back at it, it was a really stupid choice, but 
I decided I would sneak out. My dad stayed up till 11 every night and never emerged from his bedroom until the following morning, and my mom always slept till noon, using beauty sleep as an excuse. Time came. It was the night of the party. It was about 11.30, and my dad had already stumbled into his bedroom and proceeded to snore loudly. I slowly twisted the handle of my door to reveal the inky blackness of the hallways. Now would be the perfect time to escape. If not now, never. He lived pretty far away. It would take at least an hour to get there by foot. I slowly closed my door and lightly paced towards our sliding glass door. I opened it slowly. It must have been a minute before there was an opening big enough for me to squeeze through. Once I was through, I took no risk and took another minute to close it again. I was outside and the moon illuminated the ground quite well. I lived in the desert area and there were really no threats at night, save for coyotes, but they rarely ever attack. I kept a pocket knife on me, however. They were usually more scared of you than you were of them, but this was just a precaution. You could never be too careful out here. There is also a fair amount of shady people for such a small town, but that didn't worry me. The terrain was rugged and difficult to navigate. I had to dodge tall brush and jump over eroded crevices in the earth. I checked my watch. It was around 12.15, and I knew I must be close because I saw a familiar house that I always passed by while walking on the sidewalk to get to Cody's house. Only a couple more blocks, and I would have made it. The terrain had gotten surprisingly less jagged and smoother after a couple of minutes. The ground was mainly free of rocks and other obstructions, save for beer bottles and some dried up bushes, but there was one thing that caught my eye. There was a brown, torn tarp laying next to the side of the ditch I was walking through. I stopped for a moment and observed it, before my curiosity managed to claw its way through, and I slowly approached it. It was probably just trash, but for some reason, I felt inclined to see what it was. I nudged it with my foot, and a tall figure rose swiftly from under the cover. I was knocked back and frozen with fear. It was a bear-like creature that wore a dark brown trench coat and dusty brown pants. He was barefoot, and his feet were larger than any creature I know of. The bear-like creature stood up. He had to have stood higher than six foot five, towering over me. Long white hair protruded from every visible inch of body there was almost like an animal. Its glossy eyes met mine, and I was ready to run. But I managed to stutter out a few words. What? I stopped, examining the creature once more. What are you? 
the figure looked at me again and let out a loud, hearty chuckle. He wiped a few tears of joy from under his eyes and gave me a smile. Why, my boy, I am Mr. Trenchfoot, he said, still grinning at me. His tone was nothing short of friendly. And that was the only thing stopping me from making a mad dash back to my house. He gave me a puzzled look and asked, Do you, by any chance, know the date? I thought he was joking at first, then I laughed a bit. Then I saw his serious expression. I stuttered again, but managed to collect myself. It's June, June 7th, I said. He looked shocked, or rather intrigued. He looked at me again, and my eyes met his once more. My, my, I have been asleep quite long. It was November last time I was awake, he said, still sounding jovial. Now, tell me, what have I missed? We strangely got into a conversation and it lasted a good 15 minutes he asked me about politics and celebrities but nothing too serious we spoke for a while i looked down at my watch and noticed the time i had about 16 minutes to get there before it hit one i sat up from the rock on which i previously rested i have to get going i said Mr. Trenchfoot stood up and wiped dirt off his coat and coughed before speaking. He walked towards a storm drain that seemed to lead into blackness. Follow me, he said, entering it. I need to show you something. His friend was all too friendly and inviting. He crawled further into the pipe and soon he was enveloped in darkness. I dared not enter and stood there for a while. He turned, and the only reason I knew that is because the little bit of moonlight illuminated his eyes, just as it would a dog's or a cat's. I stepped back a bit, a little frightened, and reminded him I had to go. Come here, he repeated, and with each time, he got more angered and menacing. Come here. Come here. Come here. He inched forward just enough so I could see him fully. Long black claws protruded from his fingers. He clawed the sides as he repeated, Come here now. Come here now. And I ran as fast as I could back up the ditch I was walking in, daring not to look back to see if he was following until I was at a safe distance. After about a minute of running, I looked back and was relieved. He did not follow. He stood, watching as the moon outlined his figure. I continued to run as fast as I think I've ever ran. 
I hopped over my fence, this time not cautious of not making any noise, and I ran inside, tired and frightened. My dad heard my entrance and ran to see what the cause of the noise was. I explained something had tried to attack me, and he called the police without hesitation. I explained to the police where it happened and what I saw. They took no time to rush to the area and investigate. No sign of Mr. Trenchfoot. I was at the scene watching them at a safe distance with my mom and dad. I'd shown the chief the drain pipe that Mr. Trenchfoot had tried to lure me in. He took no time to motion several armed men inside. They didn't find him though. And they still haven't to this day. Well, that's my story. Creepy, right? Things have been the same. I got grounded for a couple weeks, but they let me off because they were glad I was safe. So, I guess you could say this had a happy ending. I guess, for me at least. I still haven't told you the best part. You know how I said that they didn't find him? Well... When they kicked open the grate, they entered a concrete room, no bigger than a walk-in closet. And again, they didn't find Mr. Trenchfoot in there. However, they did find something. They found Mr. Trenchfoot's tarp in there, still dusty as ever. There was no sign of Mr. Trenchfoot, or any life for that matter. There was another thing in the room. In the far corner of the dark, cold, concrete shelter was a pile of bloody, torn clothes. All of them belonging to children in my town that went missing in the last 20 years. <laughs>